three mornings a week, we meet before breakfast for an early morning run. We spend most of our time planning and reflecting on what's happening in our classrooms. This has become our favorite professional development. So we figured, why not share these moments with you? Welcome to Math Before Breakfast. This is episode 67. I'm Tracy Prophet. I'm Ruth Arkeaga. And I'm Jay Prophet. And we are glad you are joining us this we morning. Um, it actually is morning. This is the first episode in a while that we've recorded before breakfast. breakfast. Actually, we had breakfast. but <laughs> You two had breakfast. I'm still math before breakfast. Yeah, good job, One Jay. guys, one person's holding out here, y'all. Yep. Um, so we are on information overload like the rest of you all. Um, I do. Can I share the tweet I told you guys I saw this morning um, from from Casey on Midboss? And her, the very first tweet I saw this morning said something like, "I'm five days in and I'm losing my shit." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, right? Aren't we all like, especially people that are trying to teach right now?" You know. Um, so as we were trying to gather our thoughts about what we wanted to share, we realized that people probably found who are listening to this are probably finding themselves in one of four boats or maybe even a combination of some of these so um we're gonna tackle a little tiny bit like just our what's on the top of our minds for people who are still trying to teach and doing it in a some sort of distance model um people who are all of a sudden homeschooling their kids um people who are trying to coach other teachers through this and then those lucky few who may be home, not lucky, I shouldn't say that, um, those few who are home, who are not really needing to do teaching, who don't have homeschooling, but might be like, okay, I need to keep my brain sharp and I um, want to keep learning because we're going back to school eventually. So teachers who might be looking for professional development at this time. So we're going to try to share a little bit in each one of those. And who knows what it'll look like the next time we podcast, but if 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 it's if the world is still a little bit the same, we maybe we'll we'll tackle we'll use this structure after yeah. a while. Um, what has come up? And so far, we have used our experiences and expertise, but we may be able to talk to other people about what yeah. they've done and bring some other viewpoints because, you know, we span well not a ton of grade levels necessarily, but different different positions, different life experiences, different grade levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're all in one location. Yeah. And so there could be other people that are doing things differently that we haven't seen yet or we haven't. Yeah. It would be a really good time to have guests. It would be. Uh, Jay's over here like, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm He's, preaching. He always wants guests. I do. <laughs> then he doesn't have to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why. I just like meeting and, and listening to other people's ideas. Yeah, right. All right. So let's. So if you're out there and you are willing to like tell us about what you're doing. Yeah. Then yeah. reach out and say, I'll be your guest. That'd be and awesome. totally it. make it happen. Yep. That'd be awesome. All right. So, Ruth, um, you have a little bit more information than the last time we talked, but not a lot. So you were going to ask about... Right. So I points. know that I am going to be required to use Google Classroom. I know that I'm going to be required to get some kind of grades and... I know the expectation is that I, using air quotes, cover the material that I have not yet covered in math. So for me, we have to start with, well, 
multiplying fractions and mixed numbers, dividing yeah. ratios, proportions, Ooh. and I'm sure there's something else that <laughs> that's plenty. So something I you haven't forgotten. done any ratios and proportions. Mm-mm. Oh man. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I am, and I. Found a website, happynumbers.com. I don't know if I talked about that on the no, last time. No, it wasn't last week. Um, it, it was one of those things like, hey, you're a math teacher. This is free. And I found out that there's a lot of math programs that are doing that, mm-hmm. but a lot of math programs that still require Flash. So I had to steer clear of like ST Math was actually advertised on the news as being free. And it was pretty cool. But if the only instrument you have is an iPad, you can't do any of it because you don't have Flash. Okay. So happymath.com is a... Happy numbers. Happy numbers, sorry. A student takes a um, placement test and then the computer automatically generates their assignments. And it's a K-5 website. I teach sixth, but those objectives that I just said are listed as part of the K-5 curriculum. So... My thought was everybody needs to probably fill in some holes. So this is a good like review of most of the year. And then I need something so that the student has a choice. Like if happy numbers isn't challenging you, then you could go here. Um, And I was trying to figure out Dreambox, but it looks like Dreambox is only free for parents and so parents would have to do all of the assignments and then because the whole idea between that grade is did you do it 45 minutes for the week okay so i don't know if there's another website that i could use or if just saying hey parents if your kid does this 45 minutes a week sign off on this 10 points um I mean, if you're just looking for something that will be a requirement that you can do, you know, I'm wondering if, have you, have we seen anything about IXL being free? No, I looked. It's not. All right. So you don't know who it is. Um, Because that could be more targeted practice, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Well, we'll throw it out there and maybe, I mean, maybe somebody else will hear. I mean, I do get i haven't really researched a lot into happy numbers i've only ever seen it used at k and one that's what our division used it for Mm. um because they didn't use ixl at kindergarten um but i really liked it because i when i was doing some investigating on the multiplying mixed numbers it started out with um equivalent fractions and i just liked the way that it taught it because it really wasn't just what you do to the top you do to the bottom but the student had to complete the sentence when the numerator and denominator are the same, you're not multiplying necessarily by anything other than one. And when you multiply by one, it stays the same because of the identity property. So I felt like it was something that they had just learned from me. Cool. Um, Anyways, so everyone's on happy numbers and maybe I'll just wait. And, you know, maybe parents are like, we don't need anything more complicated. Let's just practice. Right. Right. So, um. But And then I kind of, so I've got that in Google Classroom and I've been thinking about like discussion boards and we kind of had that conversation about what happens when you 
ask a kid to send you a picture and you have that whole, like, how many steps is it to get the picture off of mom's camera? So my idea was, oh, well, they can send it to me through Remind. Mm-hmm. So I sent out an email and was like, if you don't have Remind, like, the, you know. I'm reminding you to yeah, get on Remind. Yeah, you should get on it. Well, now we've reached our limit on Remind. <laughs> Oops. So I have to go through and... You know, I think some kids just like in a panic or parents like, well, I don't know if I have it or not. So I'm going to go ahead and sign up again. I will say when we, we started doing Remind for our daughter when she went to middle school. Yeah. And at first it was not intuitive. Like, am I am I attached to my daughter? Am I in the right class? Is this is this the class that she's in? Is hmm. is it is you know, I can see this stuff, but am I seeing everything? You know, it was for me, I didn't think it was. So I think it's possible for, you know, a parent to be confused and maybe sign up twice or, or, or what have you. It was not, and I'm not saying it's bad or that it's worse than anything out there. It's still what I've used. I just had a hard time figuring out if I had connected to it correctly. Hmm. You know, I, but I, I mean, I have now, I know now because, or you could get into it, but maybe I wasn't tied into the, it wasn't, you know, connected to the class the right way or something. It, I don't know. It was confusing at first. It works fine. And, and, it, and I'm, I'm on it now, but. That first, that first setup, I can see how it could be not intuitive and confusing. This reminds me of something that <laughs> reminds. Um, so is that going to be the that ongoing remind? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am connected to Adelie's Google Classroom. I think I'm just connected to her. Are you yeah. connected? Mm-hmm. So we you get connect like a daily to a digest. student, You connect right? to a student. Okay. Well, I don't really know how to do this, and Jay Prophet might be able to explain it. Do you know how to explain it? I at the time contacted her teacher and was connected um, in there. And I don't know if it's across the board, how you can, how you can, whether it's in Google classroom proper or if it's in the domain Google that we are connected as, as her parents, but we'll have to look into it. The point being somehow I'm connected to her in Google classroom and it sends me a daily digest of what's new that's been posted to her so the advantage to of this to me is now that we're kind of a week into it most of her teachers aren't even posting every day but this way if somebody does I get an email at the end of the day that says here's a summary of all the people that posted in their google classroom and so it's like oh hey Adley you have something new go check your google classroom that would be so helpful as the parent, if you could mm. help them with that step of how to get yeah. connected. So I'll have to ask our administrator. I think that has to happen. That. I'm just, just briefly going through and I have the option as in Google classroom to email the student or guardian, but I don't have the option to name a guardian. So either it's something that has to be, uh, you know, set up in their Google domain, like where that user account is, where they tie it to a mm. guardian. Um, definitely a question for you because Google domains can be set up differently per institution. So contact and see if that is something they've already done. Um, because it is, it, you're right, every week, or is it daily? It's daily. It's daily, yeah. Um, and do you if get an she email? has something new. Oh, so you don't get an email that says no one posted today. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. There's not an empty one. It's just a something yeah. new. Um, the The other thing is that you can't, the parent can't interact. The parent can't yes. go in and click on something. The parent can't 
go in and look at other kids' responses. There's no, you can't go anywhere. It's just like a printout of almost of like what happened, which I think is perfect because you don't want your parents all up in your classroom. But they could totally just log in as their student. Sure. Sure. Okay. But they, yeah, students can still sign in. I mean, parents can still sign in as their students, but, you know, they want to see what's going on. But it's not like, it's not like a parent can get that email and click on the link and go see what everybody's doing or, or it's, hmm. I mean, it is, it, it's, it's a digest basically what went on. Sometimes it'll let you know what your student is, hasn't turned in yet yeah, or has, is missing. It'll give you, it'll give you a notification of that on that email. Cause that's where a lot of times I'll scan through to see, cause sometimes I, you know, there's, it says she's missing or hasn't turned in something. And I talked to her and she says, yeah, we're, nobody has yet. We're doing it. You know, it could be something that this due date was messed up in class or that they are doing like presentations that a few people are doing each day or yeah, I forgot to turn that in or I'm doing that. You know, so it, it reminds me to check in with her to make sure she's knows what she's missing. All right. So if I am on the discussion board, which I just watched a video about, if I pose the question, can the students send submit a picture as their discussion? Okay. What I've been able to, to, to ascertain, that's a nice word for what I've been able to figure out, um, is for a discussion. And in Google Classroom, that's called a question. That's, okay. the, that's the feature it's called in Google Classroom. And from what I can tell, and, and you know, Different domains are set up differently, but this looks like a functionality thing that's not different. Is in a question, your answer is only text. Okay. Now, in an assignment, like if you give them an assignment, which is a different feature on here, they have more opportunities and more options for their response. And there it can be, they can make different docs. It can be a link. But then to, I'm the only one who sees that. And I'm getting there. Okay, cool. Um. <laughs> So in in a in a submission or an assignment submission, they can add um, a file on their computer. It can be a web link. It can be something in their Google Drive, as well as they can create a new doc, slide, sheet, drawing. Those are all the options that they're given. When it is a question that they're looking at, they're only given the option to type in an answer and turn it in. Okay, so. This and their discussion is where they can is like where everybody can see their stuff. And and that can actually be toggled by you, whether everybody else can see it or not. Um, the assignment, I don't believe that <clears throat> I don't believe other students can see their response to an assignment or an assignment submission. What you can do, and this is something, that, again, that depends on the settings in your domain is when somebody posts something to the stream, like as a student, I can post to the stream and add a link, a Google drive, a file, a YouTube video. Oftentimes in K-12 domains, that's turned off for students to post to the stream, but they may be able to comment to something that the teacher put up there, but I still don't know if that's going to give them the ability to post it, it it doesn't look like here that they can post a file in response to a, a a faculty stream post they can just answer it okay so and if if the stream is turned on where students can post 
then there is the ability for them to put something there that everyone can see, but it's not tied to a discussion question or tied to a, it's almost like just sharing on your, on your classroom wall. One of the things you, you'll realize is that sometimes if they're, I don't know if this is always, or it's a setting, but if you make a post on your stream and then kids comment, you get an email every time they comment. Yeah. Is that something you can turn off? You can change the notification settings. Okay. Because yeah. sometimes like third graders will be like, look, ooh, I can like type hi, this is cool. You know, and then you get like email <laughs> after email after email of those things. And then that's a good time to go back to those third graders and be yeah. like, look at what you're doing. Is and there's also essential? a way to like when you post something new, It like if you put a new assignment on there. The default is for it to put on the stream. Hey, guys, there's a new assignment. Hey, guys, there's this. I've turned that off on mine. So, it, you know, when I'm practicing things, it doesn't dump, 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 put it in the stream oh, gotcha. um, and save the stream for something else. But, you know, that's that's a there's luckily the notification settings have gotten more um, granular. It used to be. Do you want notifications? Yes or no. That was the notification setting when I first started using Google Classroom. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So I got everything you said, but I you said sheets, docs, links, but then you said drawing. Is that a Google feature? Mm-hmm. Google drawing. You can, you know, basically it's like Microsoft Paint. If you remember from back in the day, it's it, it's actually it's probably more more uh, featured than that. But that you can make a little drawing. Tracy uses it a lot to attach to, you know documents or, or presentations that she does but it's a it's a pretty basic drawing you know a drawing doc that's part of or drawing app that's part of google google apps sounds like i'm gonna have to get my husband's apple pencil and yeah start using my ipad instead of my computer mm-hmm. and there's also um another and it's i don't see it in here so i can't tell you that it's that you can sh- i guess if you can pull one from your drive and you know, I haven't tried all of this um, because so few of my faculty use Google Classroom. I haven't tested it as much as I have our learning management system. But the um, Google Jamboard is another feature that they've that they've come out with, and it is like a whiteboarding space. So, like you would have if you used um, smart boards, like the Smartboard app or the Promethean app or whatever the different apps that went along with with um, interactive whiteboards. It is their version of that. Now they, you know, they because they also have physical interactive whiteboards. I don't know who has those, but you can use the app standalone in Google, and it's you know the same kind of thing where you can diagram stuff and drag in pictures and mark over top of it. Those can be shared with, um, you know, with colleagues or with students to you know, and it's you know it's it's something that all of these take a look at it to see if it fits your you know your your situation, but. So a teacher asked about that um, in my on a on a Facebook group that I'm in, and I shared the Jamboard with her, and she said she's she has her VCU account and her regular school account, and neither one of those had it turned on. Like she tried to she huh. tried to click into it, and she said this service is not available for you. So just know that like you might not have access to all of those different things. That's yeah. interesting. My. So I guess it's turned on and off by your domain because my University of Lynchburg domain has access access to it. My personal Gmail account has access and to my, it. My LCS account, and maybe she just did something 
wrong. I wasn't yeah. watching her on her screen, but my my school account had it yeah. on too. So it's possible that you know schools, and it may be something that they just haven't turned on. And if you send your at your administrator a quick email, hey, can you turn this on for us? And they can you know can turn it on or off. Um, so, so even if it doesn't show up for you, it's worth an email to see can we have jam, this Jamboard. Yeah, I wrote that. You guys just brought up another question too. So I have a Google account mm-hmm. with my Liberty, but in order to teach this, I had to have a, another Google account with LCA Bulldogs. How f- hard is it to bring my docs from one account to another? You can share them. So if you are oh, in like your I Liberty would share account, with Tracy? share it with yourself. And okay. Now there are certain, and again, by domain, it depends how much privilege you can give your new account. Usually you can give them, you can give an out, an out of domain count edit access. You can't, usually you cannot shift ownership, but you're not trying to do that. I'm assuming, um, but you know, try it and, um, you can do it as you need it. Um, if you give it to a folder, usually it populates down to anything in that folder. But I think sometimes if it's, if the file inside the folder has already been altered, then maybe it doesn't apply to it. So Hmm. Okay. So you had some other online tools. Do we want to save those maybe till the next time, or do you want to talk about those now? No, I think we can save them. Okay. I mean, this is enough for me to... Yeah. <laughs> I bit off a lot right there. Yeah. It's it's interesting that you are switching to this, and everybody's going to be learning Google at the same time, you know? <laughs> I, I want to be is, like... Yeah, it's a tall order to, you know, learn the entire learning management system and start using it and figure out how to use it. I was think I was saying earlier that, you know, on our campus we have um, Moodle is our learning management system, which, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't keep the statistics, but one of the guys I work with says 80% of the faculty use it in their day-to-day classrooms. Now, that's probably 80% have logged into it this year. That doesn't mean they make good use of it, but they're, they have used it. So not many of our faculty had to learn it from, you know, from login to get able to get up and running. They knew how to use the tool. They're looking for ways to make it work in a purely online setting. Now they're not, I mean, you guys are having to learn this from the ground up and then how to use it and then put it to good use. So. Which is why wow. I just have, I don't know, like super props to the administration team. Who's, I mean, they have spent hours of their time making videos to really make this feel like it's attainable. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause I know there are a lot of scared teachers of, I'm just going to throw in the towel. Like there's a couple teachers who are going to retire at the end of this year. Ooh. Yeah. You know, like this is a whole lot of learning for your last quarter. <laughs> there of there may be more now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know that, you know, as a, as you know, professional development person at my school and a trainer, you know, I've spent the last two weeks helping people with these kinds of things. And last week especially was just, you know, intense. And in, in my position, and, and I'm, I'm a, a positive person when it comes to this anyway, is you get in there and you, and you work with the teacher and say, you can do this. It won't look exactly like this. And, you know, my day-to-day job is to work with faculty that are putting courses online. Now we ideally have you know, a semester to get them ready and to help them figure out what they're going to do and to help them build their course and not a week. And so I say that going into, I was like, listen, no one is expecting this to look like you've had a semester to build it. 
Mm-hmm. We're trying to get you in there. We're trying to make it functional and, you know, so that you can start providing this experience to your students. And please come back to me all along the way. We can, I mean, every week you, we can look back at, all right, what's next? How are we going to make this work? Um, and and I think breaking it down into smaller chunks and making it seem like do this much right now or focus on this. I know we've, I've thrown a lot of stuff out to you for questions this morning and that, and that's sometimes hard to, from my idea, from my viewpoint, like, hey, here's an option and here's something you're trying. Here's another thing you can try. And some people are like, well, that's too many things. I can't think of all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when it's, you know, not on a podcast for giving you information, but when I'm in person talking to somebody, you know, I, I have a feeling for that. And I know that, all right, let's just focus on these for right now. And let's try to see what you can do with this before we tackle something else. And the other thing I have to do is learn to, like, I'm getting ready to log in on Tuesday and listen to a two-hour presentation on everything. But I'm going to be focused on, you know, well, can the students, can I, do I have access to Jamboard? And instead of learning all the things that we haven't even talked about, I need to not be focused on that question, but really just learn to be a good listener. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I've learned that being at home with my husband, too. Like, oh, my word. <laughs> I need to listen instead of think about what the answer is that I'm going to say as soon as you're done talking. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on, I think, to if you find yourself in the homeschooling boat. Right? Are we ready to discuss that? Yeah. We talked about schedules on yeah. our last podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Now we can talk about ideas of what to do in those schedules. Yeah. So I'll have to say that the part, well, I know that this is a math-focused podcast. And perhaps if you're listening to it, you're like, well, I got the math homeschooling part. And, like, I got that in the bag. I know all the things. Um, And maybe you're a little bit stressed about what to do for the rest of it, you know. Um, So Ruth encouraged me to share this today. and, And I will say we were... We were upstairs getting ready to come down here to record, and Trip comes in and says, is it a homeschool day? I said, yes, it's a homeschool day. We've kind of uh-huh. lost track of where we are in the week. And he said, are we going to do a science experiment? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, buddy, as soon as I figure it out. <laughs> so the science experiment. So if any of you guys have a science experiment real quick, let us know. <laughs> yeah. So the science experiment part is the part that is the thing I'm having to like prepare for every day. But it's also the part that he's excited for. Like he, he is loving that part. Yeah. So I thought I'd share what I've done so far and um, keep in mind that every day I'm like, okay, let's Google one more. What, what other ways can I Google how to find science experiments? And then also be things that I already have in the house um, because we're not going to the grocery store every day. Right. We we went a week and a day ago and we know that's amazing. And we still have food. Yep. So the things that we did, we made rock candy and I'll put links to all of these. So we don't won't explain every single one. We made rock candy and um, that all that needs is sugar, water, a um, like a skewer, a container and something to hold the skewer so we use clothespins and we're actually like looking at it we can see it down here in the basement and it it worked we it did yeah yeah um and it that wasn't meant as an experiment but i on the very first day i was feeling very good about myself and i had them turn it into an air quotes experiment because i know from teaching fourth grade science that you have to change something and measure something to make it really an experiment so they decided to change the amount of food coloring to see if it made a difference. I don't really know if it made, did. I mean, you can. The, I can't see them all from here. Yeah, and one's I don't in really know. Cup, I can't see. Even him. if it, even if the results didn't do anything, 
trip was exposed to the idea that you have to yeah. change something. And sometimes changing that thing doesn't change the yeah. doesn't change the result. Yeah. I actually made a I'm a little extra. <laughs> I made a Google class no. a, a profit homeschool Google Classroom and um a, and was making sending them things through there. Um and we opened up a document and I had Trip fill out the top of it where he where he wrote the experiment question. He was like typing in in Google in a Google Doc and I made Adley create the the data table where we were going to record our data which because i've watched my students i will say make a data table and they're like clueless of how to set up a a table to record so that i knew was a was a skill that was more her level ask me if we recorded any data after we made it uh no (laughs) but (laughs) we got a sweet looking data but we went through the steps of it so that's okay um another one we did was very simple where you write on something glass with a dry erase marker and then you you put water on the glass and it kind of like slides up under the dry erase marker and then they the image starts to float so top. i shared that with um somebody and she was like oh yeah i forgot about that when i used to homeschool before i put my kids in public school and now they're back with me we did that in the sink Oh, yeah. with a dry erase uh-huh. and she said we I just let them color all over the inside of my sink and then let the water run down the side and they got to play in the sink cool. so yeah it it didn't really have a um experiment part to it so I made the learning part be I also made a flip grid and they had to <laughs> um they had to explain what was happening use three um science vocabulary words in their explanation show it and then talk about what they were wondering next so the whole point of this podcast is to encourage homeschool parents and you are just sharing all your extra oh okay like parents if you just dump the water in the sink and you talk about it (laughs) check okay Okay. you're done (laughs) oh you're right you're right i mean that's it's tracy yeah. I would expect no less. But if I if I was at home listening, I might be like, I have failed. Yeah, no. Well, maybe it'll also tell, like, here's the thing is that if you're a teacher and you're listening to this, you know to do, you know all these other things that you've used in your classroom. Like, think about how you can apply them to, so like Flipgrid and, and Google. Think about how you can apply that at home. You can still use those things at mm-hmm. home, you know. And then my kids are getting, like, technology exposure that, they may not have had in the classroom. Adley's like, ugh, Flipgrid right away. But I think the pressure of it not being in the classroom having to happen right then. And I think oftentimes we taint our view of a technology based on the experience we've had with it. And mm. sometimes like if you had to use this in one class and it was just so mundane and and, ter- and just used all the time and, and not really helping you learn something and like busy work or whatever you can get a sour taste for that technology and then you don't want to use it and it's not the technology it's the experience of that of how that teacher used it or how it was used in that class Um, and so I think it's good to let them see you know the different ways you can use this and and do a better job of presenting it and making it look like something they want to do hey real quick can you use Flipgrid on a computer or just an iPad you can if you have a webcam and a microphone a webcam okay because I had a parent who was like, dear Mrs. E, I am so nervous because I only have a flip phone and we can't get apps. A flip phone. Yeah. Wow. And so she signed up for Remind on her computer 
No, she signed up for Remind with a text message, and she was so encouraged that it came through on her flip phone as a text message. But I was just thinking about Flipgrid, like, if the only access they have is a computer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As long as it has a webcam. Okay. Um, we did another exp- – I'll try to run through these quickly. I had a question about experiments. Because yeah. I have – last week I was still going into work, mm-hmm. so I didn't get to see all this mm-hmm. in real life. Okay. Um, and and one of the things I was thinking was how <gasps> much of – Wait. Maybe you could take over this part of homeschool. <gasps> Is that what you're getting ready to say? No, because I still have to work. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. <sighs> but maybe. Okay. Can I stop whispering now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, it was how, how well you were doing – like really making an experiment and not just a demonstration. Um, because I was, I've seen all sorts of demonstrations. Um, I've seen you know several recently on on YouTube. You know YouTube science people that I follow have been doing all these cool demonstrations to do at home. But you're not. It's, it's not, not an, experiment an experiment that you're. I mean, they are all things that I can explain how this works. But it's not an experiment of you know change this and see what happens and you know there's no independent or dependent variables and i didn't know how like how important it is to stick to the all the way with you know variables and changing things or teaching them concepts through demonstrations i think is a good deal i think that's that is a good way to teach concepts instead of just talking about them like you guys with math and manipulatives and and not just showing them the the algorithm So I would say I, I wanted to make it always have something that you were changing and something you were going to measure, independent, dependent variable. Um, the dry erase didn't, which is why I challenged myself to add something extra, which was the like explaining part with the vocabulary of what was happening. Right. So I probably shouldn't use the word science experiment, but that's what's on their schedule and that's where yeah. they are. So we might talk about that today, about how like some of these things are going to be experiments where we're changing something and some are just going to be learning something through doing something like you said a demonstration yeah, yeah good point um Thanks. the the other one the next one we did was an experiment i would say and that is um with pennies i don't think i told you about this one oh, where yeah. if you if you have a penny before 1980 that was made before 1982 and a penny that was made after 1982 like something important happened in 1982 a change oh my birth yes thank you way to go um (laughs) they they are made of two different kinds of materials and so long story short if you like nick the penny with some pliers um, and make a little hole in the side of it almost and put them in lemon juice one reacts and the other doesn't um because of the material that it has a chemical reaction so we did that and let it sit on our kitchen table for a long time. And it continued to react for days and days. Yeah, it was pretty nasty, actually, looking. Yeah, it was. And Tripp was like, look, chemical reaction, chemical reaction. (laughs) So mission accomplished there. Did you sing your chemical reaction song? Oh, did we have one? Oh, come on. A chemical change. Oh, yeah, you're right. You made all these sound effects because a chemical change is something you can hear or smell. Oh, I don't remember. (laughs) <laughs> I'm re- I did say this, sing the song of, you, you put the solute in the solvent, <laughs> you mix it together, and what do you get? A solution. A solution. <laughs> that I did do that one when we made rock candy. <laughs> yep. I don't know about my chemical. I forgot that one. Obviously, it wasn't very good. Um, 
And then I finally could get into Mystery Doug, which is a really cool website, I have to say. I haven't really explored it a lot, but I would highly recommend checking that one out. And that was on Friday when I was out of ideas. And I was like, okay, push play. And let's just, because I could see that I had all the materials needed. We did one that was like a tall tower and strong tower or something. And that took us a lot longer than an hour. Well, it took us a whole hour and then they still wanted to do it some more. But we used a pack of note cards and paper clips and got a whole lot of time out of that one and conversation and and some um, growth mindset conversations. So that was really good. Maybe I'll post a couple pictures of our tall towers that we made that, and strong towers that day. And then finally, on um, Saturday, I was like, there's no homeschool. Watch all the TV you want to, (laughs) like screen time, thinking I was going to get a lot done. And what do you know? The first thing out of Tripp's mouth is, can we make slime? Can we make slime? (laughs) Like, okay, fine. Because I don't really have an excuse to say no. It's the weekend and I don't have anything I have to do on Monday this week. So... We did make slime, and Jay hates slime, um, but it turned out to be pretty good slime. It just happened to be something that we already had that I had bought to make slime like a year ago and never did. (laughs) So that one was with glitter glue, contact solution, and baking soda, which I don't think are things that people would necessarily already have. So anyway, we'll post a link to all of those I wonder who accidentally dropped that in a bucket and was like, oh, look, slime. I don't know. It's weird, (laughs) right? Yep. Um, The other thing is that Adley came to me on one day this week and was like, I guess it was on the weekend. Was it just Saturday? I'm bored. The rest of the story yet. I'm bored. I'm like, okay, well, you could. And I start listing off like 50 things that you could do. And finally, the thing she says, yes, I was trying to nap. It was Saturday after my long run. And um, she comes in, I'm bored, I'm bored. So I start listing off all the fun things you could do. And finally, and I got to, you could learn to knit. And she was like, yes so i had to get up and help her learn how to knit i don't know how to knit (laughs) so we we got a youtube video that i'll share that was pretty good and um she learned how to knit she took off with it immediately and already last night had made herself a headband did i share the picture with you I'll i'll share the picture on the podcast she's already made herself a headband so it was like about a foot long maybe a little shorter than a foot but she you know knitted this four inch by eight inch i don't know um scrap or, or piece you know mini mini scarf and then stitched it together on the end and has a little headband she came downstairs wearing it last night and it was it was super cute yeah. she was beaming yeah wearing so her, head, her headband thank you coronavirus because we have some new talents in now our we family. can knit um the other thing that we should think about is or that i've that's been on my mind with homeschool is our our governor's going to make some sort of announcement today about schooling and we're all thinking it's going to be like mm, it's canceled period um and then we're in this weird boat of whose responsibility is it to fill in the gap of the last nine weeks it can't really be parents responsibility but like because it's not equitable because so many parents can't. Um, right. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, I kind of want to. I want to try, you know. And it, so there's all these questions that we don't know the answer to. But what if I am that if I'm in that boat wanting to try to help her? She's in pre-algebra and I can do the math like I can help her with her homework. But that's just it. I can just do it. I don't really understand it to the level of teaching it. You know, 
it would be all algorithm based because that's all like I can just barely do it. Um, so what if I fi- find myself in that boat of having to teach her or wanting to try to teach her what she hasn't learned yet? Well, for you, I would say you go to Mitboss or you go to Desmos because those are good. Let's talk about why kind of things. Yeah. But for an average parent who's out there and wants to cover the material, I'm going to say you Google it because there's lots of teachers that have teaching videos like you and I created for that grade level. Yeah. Um, I specifically know an Algebra 1 teacher who's created his videos, but Khan Academy is a resource where they're organized in such a way that you can click on the specific skill and then maybe you as the parent when you watch that you know what let's because Khan Academy breaks it up into small sections right so you have to find the slope of a line well they might do um plotting a point and solving an equation and you might be able to say hey let's talk about why this equation matches this line like it might trigger Mm, yeah you know some things that you have learned but that's obviously not going to happen for every parent yeah i'm just saying it might happen for you you might not feel overwhelmed and it's okay yeah it's okay if she gets the algorithm and you've covered that and yeah yeah everybody's having to have more realistic expectations well even me as a teacher like we're getting ready to multiply fractions and it's my favorite lesson for them to discover why yeah you know why you can simplify and all that but in reality if you're at home and you put in a Khan Academy video and the teacher's like if you can cross something off on the top because you factored it and do it on the bottom then yeah you know yeah Okay, so we'll, we'll cross that bridge after. We'll, we'll probably have to podcast again on Wednesday because we'll have. We'll I hope you guys don't mind listening to all these sweet, sweet podcasts I know. that we're putting out <laughs> and rapid suggestions. We, we put about the same amount out this week that we did the entire December, January, and February. <laughs> we have been inconsistent, and that really bothers Jay Prophet. It but does. Um, it's just a real life. Yeah. So sorry, Jay. It's okay. And listeners who it's are right. bothered with I'm, it. I'm feeling so much better now. He's feeling real important. Okay. That's enough on homeschooling today. Um, parents, you can do it or not do it. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Just do the best you can. I'm sorry. Kicking your It's all right. Can we listen to something real quick? Yes. Oh, no. I know it's coming. Oh, you no. You put the salute in, you don't take it out. You put the salute in and you stare it all around. Your salute spreads through the solvent, and that's what it's all about. Solutions. The solutions. You call it a mixture. Its name is homogeneous, and that's what it's all about. Solutions. Jay Prophet, that was awesome. <laughs> so now we have to explain. <laughs> Do we, did you find the chemical reaction? There's one? not a chemical. There's a physical reaction one, but I don't okay, see a chemical well, let's reaction. Let's hear that. Right. Let's hear that because I think chemical. Or it's a physical don't. change, is what's called. Yes, it's at the end of it. Okay. Evaporation, condensation, freezing and melting. Phase change, a physical change, a phase change is a physical change. Color change, fizzing, light and heat. 
Good job. I miss those guys. Okay, you have to explain what that's all about. So, Tracy was my student teacher, and then Tracy got hired, and we were colleagues, and (sighs) she wrote songs, and she would come up with a song like, I will never forget walking on the way to lunch, and she just wrote a song from the basement of the school to the cafeteria about the four sentence types. Now, when she wrote a song, and, and I'm not trying to take anything away from her, she used often familiar melodies and and put the, like the concepts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's still to me. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not trying to, but like, it wasn't like she was composing in her head. She was taking a tune that she knew and she was making the concepts fit it so the students could remember it. Yeah. So anyways, we... I felt like every day she was teaching me a song that I was supposed to teach because in we were split into math. There were four of us, and Tracy and I taught math and science, and the other two teachers taught language and social studies. So if Tracy was singing a song about the zones in the ocean, well, I could not let my kids not learn that song. And melodies don't stick in my head as well as Tracy's stick in her head. So... We took all those songs and called it Rock and Soul. Tracy wrote a grant and we produced a CD and we had all of these students come on a Saturday and Jay was there with his equipment and they sang the songs like Tracy even brought instruments. And so you (laughs) had to remember how we recorded this because this is before I had anything like. I don't, I don't remember how we record. I, I, I remember doing it. I remember sitting there and recording things, but I don't remember how I think we, we did bought, it. We might have bought with the money, bought a, a microphone or something. Yeah, but I, I mean, like. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was, was a long time ago. Oof, but we had, like, the whole elementary school. And so some kids were in the room, like, three rooms down, yeah. practicing. Yeah. And they took it so seriously. They loved it. It was great. And then yeah. every, and then we part of the grant was paying for a machine that duplicate. We also bought a machine that duplicated CDs, and we bought all the CDs and the covers and all that. And so, a few weeks later, every kid went home with their own CD that they could listen to to review for the SOL test. Yep. Right, that's cool. So those are two songs that were on it, and somehow ma- miraculously, Jay has it on his computer. I mean, miraculously, <laughs> fifteen years later, that's awesome. Yep. Um, that reminds me that Trip asked. He asked some more questions about chemical change and physical change. And he said, um, mixing Play-Doh together, yeah. a different color Play-Doh, wouldn't that be a chemical change? Because you, he, we had defined it as one that you can't like take Separate. back out, you know? And we're like, ooh, no. But we're having a hard time explaining why. Because <laughs> so. it doesn't make a new thing. It's still Play-Doh. Okay. That's yeah. good. All right. All this stuff is coming back to me. Okay. And I think oftentimes we explain it to students as it makes a new thing or you can't take it apart as, you know, an explanation they can understand, but that's not, you know, technically the yeah. the the like scientific the scientific definition of what it is. Okay, so let's move on to if you find yourself in the coaching role, um what you might do. Does anybody want to lead us off? Or do you want me to share my idea that I got on my run yesterday? 
I think you should lead us off. Yeah. I think I talked a little bit about what I do coaching. Okay. So. so again, everything might change after today at two o'clock when our governor announces whatever he's going to announce. Um, but on my run yesterday, when I all my positive thoughts come to, or Saturday, when all my positive thoughts come to me, I decided I am going to try to have a staff happy hour because our, our school, because we are in such a... Um, a school system with very wide levels of um, economic whatever, um, we're not requiring anything right now. It's all enrichment. So there's not this pressure on teachers to produce like it is in your school division or your school. Um, So teachers are kind of not really doing too much right now. A lot of teachers, let me say, a lot of teachers are reaching out and doing a great job. Providing support and, and, you know, opportunities to connect with the students and a lot of our teachers are serving the meals on the buses Mm -hmm. that are delivering meals um one of my teachers is having like three times a week she's doing a zoom call and today she's gonna create they're gonna make play-doh together if you have the ingredients at home and another teacher wrote a five paragraph essay like this is a teacher who knows her kids don't have access to to the internet for the most part and she wrote a five paragraph essay to every single kid and sent to kind of model like what it looks like and sent uh mailed them and put a self-addressed envelope with a stamp in it to back to herself so that hopefully they'll write to her and send it back to put it back into in the mail that is dedication wow, that right is there awesome. um shout out to Teresa. she's awesome so the teachers are doing stuff but there's not a requirement at this point um so i thought like it would just be fun to get them together so i'm i'm thinking about having a virtual happy hour on thursday and my tagline this is the part that i got real excited about while i was running my tagline Wait, is it alliteration no it's not oh. sorry we'll have to work on that my tagline will be something like um grab your wine or your coffee or your lemonade or the white milk that your kids aren't eating off or that aren't that aren't aren't drinking off of the lunch bus and join us for virtual happy hour because my fridge is full of these cartons of white milk because the kids are drinking all the chocolate milk but not the white milk because the bus is bringing you two cartons per day and Um, by cartons i mean a a half pint which is a cup yeah not a not a big old carton of milk yeah anyway um we might just get together and we have this joke that's like a persisting joke at our school called that they say prizes of unspeakable value, which is like, yeah, I don't know where it came from. Yeah, but. I don't know either, but we might have, I'm trying to think of what the prizes of unspeakable value could be at this virtual happy hour. They might have to be pretty dumb, but my prize of unspeakable value was a bag of M&Ms. Yeah. I got a unicorn straw last time I won a prize of unspeakable value. Yeah. So anyway, I'm thinking about this, but I'm I'm also thinking I'm going to wait and kind of see what we know after today. Um, but just to get people together. And I think maybe my focus will be for people to encourage each other. You know, like good things are happening. We're doing good things with our kids. We're doing good things with our neighbors. Lots of our, lots of our staff are getting on the bus and delivering the meals. And so giving people a chance to like see each other and just know that it's going to be okay. Any thoughts? That's super cool. I just, so I have five ladies that I meet on Wednesday nights with and we haven't been able to meet. And mm-hmm. Sunday I looked at my phone and it was like, accept this FaceTime, which I didn't know that you could do this, but we have a group text and she just went to the group text and pushed FaceTime and it was like five minutes and all of us were on the screen. Cool. And like their faces were kind of bouncing around, but yeah. I don't know. It was like just talking and we would talk over each other or try to have a conversation with just this person while these two people were having a conversation. It was cool. Yeah. So just like seeing everybody 
Yeah. That's good. It was fun. All right. So, and finally, if you happen to be a teacher who is at home and don't have any kids and don't have, you know, time crunching requirements, you might want to be doing some professional development. You might just want to sit and watch Netflix all day. But if you get over that and you want to watch. And maybe you could find some professional development on Netflix. I doubt it. But yeah, maybe. Um, We thought we'd highlight two opportunities. One is that um, the make math on makemathmoments.com, they have the Making Math Moments Academy. And it you, you usually have to pay, but the um, guys there who also have a podcast are kind enough. To, they've made it free for 30 days. Um, so you can join their academy. I already tried it this morning. It's really easy to get in. And then I would direct you towards their um, virtual summit from this, was it in the summer? No, it was in November. Um, and, you know, a whole lot of the people that we see on Twitter that are awesome um, have, have, like hour-long um, sessions on here. Sarah Vanderwerf, um, James Tanton, um, Joe Bowler, Graham Fletcher. Like there's just Dan Finkel, a lot of names, Robert Barry. There's lots of names on here of people that have really good things to say. So that would be kind of low stakes way to dig in and, and watch some of those presentations from their virtual conference. That's really kind of them to open that up. That's awesome. So thanks, guys. Anything to say about that? No, but I will tell you that I went on Hoopla, which is our public library site. Oh, yeah? And put 15 books on hold. Okay. And you were the one who told me that I can do that, and they'll call me, and I can yeah. drive up, and they'll put them in the trunk of my car. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Wait, so. Hoopla is online reading. Hoopla is connected to Lynchburg Public Library. You can download books, but it's also where you go to put a book on hold that's physically on the shelf oh. in any of the libraries that are all connected now. Like yeah. all the counties and stuff are all connected. And so yeah. if I want a book that's in Bedford County, Lynchburg City says, will you send it here and we'll put it in the trunk of her car and she'll read it. Yeah. And yeah, a drive up library checkout that, that our librarians are awesome. Thank yeah. you guys for doing that. Um, and then finally, I will say that with we my I wrote a grant and I got it. Um, through the Noyce Foundation, and six teachers and I have been doing Robert Kaplinsky's Empowered Problem Solving Workshop through Grassroots Workshop. And he mentioned, he talked about that when we had him on the podcast, and we'll link to that episode. Um, And we got three or four weeks into it, and then this happened. So we've been doing it kind of a hybrid version where we will watch the first hour or well, really 45 minutes together in this group. And then you go home and you do the rest on your own. And then we come back and talk about it a little bit, watch the next chunk and then go back and talk about it or go home and do the finish the rest. Um, it's really, really good. It's, it's just awesome. Yeah. Like every time I come home, I'm like, Jay, listen to this. It's organized. Well, um, it's funny. It's, it's, um, challenging. I feel like teachers who this is brand new to are learning a lot, but teachers who've already dug in and tried it are learning a lot too. Um, he, there's like a message board and you, um, you have like questions to answer and someone writes back every single time, like one of their, either he or a staff person, I'm sure he's hired, um, writes back every single time. Like 
the all this is just awesome it's just really really good um so we're not getting any kickback from it at all i just want to say as a participant i've really loved it and and i do think it's helping that i'm doing it in a group i think that's adding to the experience um but anyway he kind of runs in a semester sort of structure but because because people are at home he decided to open it up and so i think until um april 3rd you can log in it's not free there is a i think he's given a 20 percent discount um uh, but it's 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 really good and i would i would encourage you to find a friend to do it with if you can um because i've gotten a lot of from the talking about it part are they going to be able to start from the beginning yeah they don't have to jump in yeah and i actually think i read that it's meant to be like opened one week at a time so if you're on track we're a week behind at school but if you're on track you get like a week release at a time and i think he said he was going to open it all up at once because people have lots and lots of hours quicker through it um so anyway it's open until april 3rd so i would i would encourage you if if you're up for that and you have some money to spend go for it it's good yeah anything else to say about that i think so all right. Well, let us know what you think about this format of tackling four different boats you might find yourself in. If you got yourself in three of those boats, good luck. <laughs> Do yeah. the best you can. Drink some wine. Go to happy hour. <laughs> yeah. And um, if you have questions about any of those things, you know, yeah, you know, we have more time now to answer questions that you may have. If you, you know, if there's something in there specifically that you had a question about, yeah, shoot it to us, and we'll can you know. That's what I'm doing all day anyway. That's right. I'm going to physical therapy today, and they might tell me I can't run for two weeks. So, Yikes. <laughs> so we might have to do a lot of podcasting because I don't know <laughs> if I cannot see you for two weeks, Ruth. <laughs> I don't know about that. We're going to have to walk, or I'll push you in a wheelchair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or ride a bike. We can ride bikes. Okay. We have done that. You have done that. Oh, all right. Takeaways. Fill it real fast. What takeaways we have? I think, again, you know, f- focus on what you can do. Focus what you can you know, provide for the students. You're, it's not going to look the same as it did last year. It's not going to look the same as it did last month, two weeks ago. Um, you know, bite off what you can and, and make what you can give them good instead of focusing on what you can't provide. That's good. Solid advice. I need to go find my husband's Apple Pencil so I can figure out how to solve problems Good for my students to see without using my finger on the mouse pad. And if you can't, Bust out the whiteboard uh, on the, yeah. you know. And just set in front of your webcam. Yeah. There's yeah. tons of technological solutions, but it doesn't have to be technological. It doesn't have to be fancy. Yeah. Um, I think my takeaway is that as I'm talking about it, homeschool is going better than I thought it, than I was yeah. feeling about it. And I need to give myself the same kind of grace I'm preaching at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, we're going to get this through this, friends. We are. You can do it. All right, see you tomorrow on a run if the PT says I can. Okay. Okay.